This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Good evening and welcome to the live edition of that Mill podcast. Just waiting for a few people and uh, just waiting for a Kai to join, which will be shortly, hopefully. And then, um, and then we can go live. Uh, Kai will be taking you forward for this episode. Ben, I see your request, so I'll get you on in a set, fella. Um, and yeah, I don't think there's any words to sum up that. We looked fucking dog shit. Um, but hey ho, what can we do from there? So let's just invite Kai. There we go. Kai, how you doing, fella? Hello, mate. You all right? Go on, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, as a few of you probably know, I'm not actually around. I'm in Spain, so um, I did watch the game. Um, I wish I hadn't, to be fair, but I did watch the game. But, uh, yeah, this episode will be run by Kai, um, and we'll go from there. So, um, yeah, Kai, you got Ben ready to go, mate. When you want to bring him in? Oh, no, maybe not. So, yeah, I'll leave it with you, fella, yeah? No worries, mate. Good evening, everyone. Hope you're all doing well. It's tough to defeat that one. Um, frustrating watch, I think, is the, the best one, isn't it? Um, to, to the best the best uh, statement. Um, but let's start with, with Stephen. What was your verdict on that, mate? Oh, it's so frustrating. It's just, it's just so frustrating to... Look, I, I think we all know that we're, nev- we're not going to win every game. Um, I don't think we expect us to win every game. And perhaps the the sort of high energy, high intensity from the last few games has kind of caught up with us a little bit. But to to go from, you know, some some highs, some really strong performances to just flat and and poor. I mean, Huddersfield didn't help the game. I mean, I think it's embarrassing that they were time wasting from pretty much 30 minutes into the game. And the ref kind of lost the plot with it a little bit, allowing them to do so. Um, but f- from our point of view, I don't think we can we can really um, we can really have too many complaints. Just a, a poor, frustrating afternoon. Yeah, no, I would agree. I, I think it was also another thing was frustrating. I think they probably, as you say, referee sort of lost control of the game, and, and that was sort of highlighted. It wasn't it when uh, Huddersfield fans and stewards, whoever it was, were taking away the towel from Zian Fleming. I mean, that can't be allowed, can it? Surely, it, that's a bit of a strange one because. Uh, 
home sides, I mean, years gone by, we've seen, I remember a few years ago seeing Steve Morrison give a, a ball boy an absolute mouthful telling him to sit down when, when he was giving the ball back to the opposition. So those kind of tactics and things, they do happen. But, you know, it, it just become a little bit of a farce. And I think just added to what was just fr- from a Mill perspective, just a, a, a just a frustrating, disappointing um, afternoon. I, I don't think individuals might can necessarily be, you know, sometimes you might say such and such had a bad game or a good game. I, I just think it was a combination of everybody was so far off of their best. Um, you know, I don't think I don't think anyone can really come out of any credit. No, definitely. Clark, I'm going to come to you in a minute. I'm just going to ask Stephen one more question. What was your what was your verdict on the goal? It was unbelievably lucky, wasn't it? Um, yeah, look, uh, I actually, at first, I thought George Long would, had, uh, I, possibly harshly, I thought he might have been at fault, but the, the guy just, it was an absolute freak goal. It happens. We, we've seen them all before. When you're at the bottom of the league, sometimes you need a little bit of luck and that's what they got. But from our point of view, you know, we I think a lot of Mill supporters knew that you know doing a Mill and and going to a, a side at the bottom of the league and probably wasn't going to get too much um, to, to you know to shout about. But when you can see the goal like that, it just sums it up, really, doesn't it? No, absolutely. I've, I've, Clucky, I've, you can come unmute yourself. I was going to ask you this question. You know, last year, I don't know if you were there or watched it last year with exactly the same sort of performance, wasn't it? That sort of game last year against Huddersfield, we we struggled to to really break down, to really do anything at, at last year. And it was sort of similar today, wasn't it? 100 million percent, mate. What a fucking frustrating afternoon of football that was. I, I, I was meant to go and I, and I didn't end up going because one, one of my boys ain't well. So uh, the missus kind of told me I couldn't. So I had to stay indoors and I watched it on the, on the old fire stick. But fuck me. <laughs> I... Um, I feel sorry for me missus ear holes because they must be hurting the amount I was fucking shouting today. Like, there's just nothing was going our way. Everything, we, we, I, we, all right, we've had, we've had a good little run and the other night I, I, and I said that we were going to win 2-3-0. Um, I'm really sorry if anyone put a, listened to me and put a fucking football bet on because that, <laughs> that was that was just piss poor, mate. Um, and do you know what? I, I don't even think that was Rowlett's fault. I, I think that was the players, mate. They, they were, they, they were, they just looked clueless this this week compared to to the last few weeks. Um, we, it was frustrating. Um, yeah, just ugh, fucking typical Mill, wasn't it? Do you know what I mean? Typical Mill. No, definitely. It was almost similar to the run we went back on. Probably must have been five, six years ago now. I remember we went, I think it was 12 unbeaten. We we lost the game that we lost to. I think we lost 3-0 away at Ipswich, who at the time struggling as well. Yeah. And you know, these run, little runs have to come to an end, don't they? And, you know, it seems that when the run comes to an end, it's like, it's almost that we've almost, after the last couple of games, as Stephen said, we worked so hard. Intensity's been so high. Maybe the players just ran out of a little bit of uh, energy, didn't they, today? Possible, possible. Um, I think you might, I might you right there. Um, one thing I am going to touch on is I see a tweet um, about five ten minutes ago. Someone someone said that they were sitting next to Savile's old man, and apparently he's been training all week, fit as a fiddle. Why the fuck did he not start this game? And um, no, no disrespect to Shackleton at all, but why didn't Sav start? You know what I mean? Him and Mitchell has been superb, and then all of a sudden he he's comes out for a game like this. You know, I thought he may have played, but um, again. It, there must have been saying else, but I don't know. Even Styles as well. Styles looked out of place today. It's just, yeah, you know, I don't know, mate. It's just fucking frustrating, isn't it? No, definitely, absolutely. Remember, if you want to speak, just request, and I'll add you in. You got, to, you can. Only, uh, I think you can only do it on a phone. Um, I believe that's, that's the Twitter rules. But Stephen, I, I'll ask this one to you. You seem. You, can I have the lottery numbers off you tonight? Because you predicted that, didn't you, before the game? Before the game kicked off. Oh, I saw so many people, you, you know, been going a long time and go to a lot of games and you just you just know you, that we have it in us to go to a side where everything is stacked in our favour, the form, the, the run we're on, the the table, how poor Huddersfield are. Or, and, and to be honest with you, I think first half they were OK, but but again... That they were they were scared. They were scared to to commit in the second half. There was a couple of times they 
they sort of broke away fair enough you know with, with a bit of pace but they were so desperate to get a result and you, you could just you know the, I, I hate being I hate being right when I when I predicted that that we'd we'd go down to a one nil defeat but I think most most of us probably listening most of the supporters that were there were probably thinking the same thing you, you hope that that we might, you know, steamroll through a team at the bottom of the league, but we, that's just not our way, is it? We just don't seem to do that. No, definitely, and absolutely. The Mill Museum account is here. What, what was, um, what was your verdict on that, mate? Hi, right, Kai. How are you doing, bruv? I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. You all uh, set up after your uh, big holiday, yeah? <laughs> yeah, mate. Yeah, no. It's, I, I think I should have stayed in America because we got four wins while I was there. I'll two, tell you two, what. The first team, two for the Lionesses. I've, I've got you a ticket back. Before <laughs> I leave tonight. Yeah, no, no, no. Honestly, mate, it was in my eyes, it was an abortion. Um, my old man actually walked out at half time and said, I ain't watching this shit. So it's it's frustrating because as everyone said, we've had such a good run and we've we've come on the cusp where we, where we actually attack when we've got that attack attacking stance, yeah. We can look a bit dangerous. But Absolutely. The thing is, like you see, I see a couple of people saying about Bury. Um, oh, he, he's always offside. Yeah, but the thing is, he's standing out there because he attacks. You know, like every time that boy gets the ball, guess what? He looks a little bit dangerous down that wing, doesn't he? You know, and, absolutely. And that's what we need. We don't have that attacking stance. Like the first half was just, oh mate, it was just an abortion. You know. Um, well, Funny, funny you should say that. I said um, while watching the game, the, the just after the, they had about ten goalers, didn't they, back to back? And, ten. and the referee went, the referee went to take uh, to have some water. I'm thinking to myself, why does he need a water? He's only been standing there for okay, ten Kai, Kai, I literally sent a text. Yeah, I was like um, a tweet. I was like, the ref literally is just using the uh, what is it? The um, the paramedics for a water break. <laughs> Every time the paramedic come up, he was like, oh, can I nick a bit of that water? You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, yeah. bloody hell, mate. Like, he was, oh, the ref was awful as well, though, quiet, wasn't he? You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's, that's, you know what? Funny enough, before the game kicked off, as the referee came on, you sort of, you sort of had an idea. I recognise that referee. Must have been in lockdown, actually. When Millwall played Swansea. We drew, uh, we lost 1-0 there. Mm. And, the referee that denied us a Stonewall penalty in the last minute and then walked off the pitch laughing with the Swansea players. Was that the same fellow, was it? Yeah, same referee. So, so before the game kicked off, I said he's going to be awful. And he was, he was. But, you know, how much How much of the blame do you reckon you can put on the, we can put on the referee? Nah, we the, no, of course, we, we, can't, we can't put all the blame on the ref. No. You know, there's, there's certain things like, the thing I was talking to my old man about is the whole uh, time-wasting thing. They were, they were time-wasting within five minutes. Yeah, like, and it, it's become ridiculous. Like, I, I like to see that we're not one of those teams. Like, if if we get a, if they get a, a throw in or a free kick, we give the ball back to them, don't we? Like, yeah. mostly, you know, we don't kick it away. We don't give it all that time wasting. We don't. What's tailgate all about? Yeah, you know what I mean. Bad, isn't it? Blood Bad. hell! Like, we. I think that's rubbish, mate. It's it's. It's just slowing the game down. I, I said to someone as well, like, do you fancy watching rugby? Because it's a lot quicker at the moment. Do you know what I mean? No, no. 100%, mate, 100%. I absolutely agree. I think that was a, was a really weird sort of five, ten minutes of the game. But I'll, I'll bring Matt in. Yeah, um, on, mate. Matt, you're there. Um, what, um, what, was your, what was your verdict on that? Did you? What was your thoughts on the game? We were lost the moment we walked on that pitch. Yeah. That you know, I I think personally speaking, and I've now calmed down because I I don't know about you, I was fuming after the first forty five minutes. I've never been so angry of, of watching Millwall. We were lost. Absolutely. We we lost that game the moment we set foot on that pitch. We went there with arrogance. We won four on a trot, or I don't know how many on the trot. We won so we we've been on form, and we turned up to a team that are bottom of the league. We can walk this, and they had the biggest shock of their life when they came at them. It was a fluke goal, granted, but we still need to close down the player on the wing. I mean, Danny Mac was backing off. He was holding his position. So where was the German? The German should be following up, supporting. Like a right wing, right winger should be supporting their right wing back. End of. I I'm, I'm literally was fuming by that. And then, and then it was just 
no urgency. And it, it, I feel sorry for the 750 fans that have rocked up there. And if Millwall had any decency, that reimbursed their travel. Because honestly, I, I would be... I mean, I had a few text messages. I said I would have got, I would have walked out at half time. Really would have. That was that bad. I would have walked out at half time. And there was a few people up there that were tempted to do that. So I breathe now and, uh, <laughs> and uh, I'll cook my dinner. But no, no, I just think, I honestly think we lost that game the moment we walked on that pitch. No, definitely. I, I agree with you, mate. I think, I think, you know, after you win four games in a row, you know, you, it's, it's quite easy, isn't it, to turn up at a place like Huddersfield and, and think that, you know, especially with the teams we've beaten. So, you know, Watford, you know, West Brom are doing not so great, but um, they've got, you know, got good players in, in that team. And then, you know, teams like Borough, who, again, aren't doing great, but, again, good players. So, you know, we've won, won four really good games, that, you know, that really, uh, with, with some really good teams in it. So, it's, it's as you are, you are right in saying that, you know, that is there, it could be some arrogance, maybe some uh, complacency in there today. Um, but do you what reckon well let me just go back do you reckon though the teams that we played and we beat right yeah. Borough West Brom they're at and Bristol they're, they're teams as you say they're out of form they're, 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 they're in chaos the only one I would say out of that lot that well out of the games that we have won that we could I could say do you know what that was fantastic was Watford and even that was sort of like 45 minutes of pure brilliance but um, I, I do worry. I do worry about our leadership. I really, really do. I, I'm, I've been a big... I, I love Cooper, but he's not a captain and he's never been a captain. He, he's lost. Cresswell coming in. Well, to be fair, who else do we have? Who else do we have to go in there? I mean, Hutchie's Matt. hurt. Morris is hurt. Mitchell's too young. Or he's, too, he's out on loan. And then we'll be resulting in George Evans, which... I still don't know why he came on the pitch before George Savile, but um, that's another story. Yeah. Matt, what what do you honestly think about Cooper? Because I'll be honest, I think he's like Bambi on ice, mate. He is. No, he is. He's, I've, I've, I've actually gone from calling him Jake Boy to Calamity Cooper. I really do. He's, he's a mistake <laughs> in every game. Honestly. And to have him lead, I mean, I want someone that could be on that pitch and... and get hold of the players with scruff of the neck and just say, look, come on, sort it out. I mean, we I, I just can't see it. And I just think he's lost. He's like a he's like a lost sheep when it comes to not having Hutch there. And then you're looking at the back four like going, well, what do we do? And that's uh, that's, yeah. that's not that's we're we we've had we we've got a history of having brilliant, really good defensive units. And the fact that our coaching staff is practically you, well, you can make a back four out of the coaching staff. It, 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 there's no excuses. There's no excuses, but he is Bambi on ice. I, I really, I worry. And if there's, you know, we, if there's one thing that Mill will thrive on and take pride on is our defensive record. And this year, it's just literally gone to pot. No, I, I, no, I think I think you've, you've got a good point now. This maybe you know, what you just said there maybe sparks a you know a little debate here. Maybe I'll ask a question, see what you guys think. Um, with obviously Sean Hutchinson being out, we don't know how long how long he's going to be out for. But obviously with Hutchinson, Hutchinson's been a little bit injury prone, hasn't he, in the last sort of year or so. With Hutchinson being out and obviously not having so much cover there, would you would you like to see Alex Mitchell maybe recalled in January and 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 have that chance maybe to give it a go if Hutch does get injured? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, no, no, they, 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 yeah, I would. I'd, I'd bring him yeah. back. I think Hutchinson's been. I love Hutchinson. I think he's been brilliant. But like I said, from the moment he put on the Millwall shirt, he's an injury. He's a treatment table. He, he like I mean, even when we first signed him, he was injured. He, he's he, he's been a great stalwart, but we can't rely on him. A bit like Mason Bennett, you know, fantastic, but we can't rely on him being fit. And so to have Alex Mitchell, which is he's matured so much and watching him play in Scott, oh, it is Scottish football. Let's just take this for a pinch of salt. I mean, that's another debate about Scottish football, but he, he's holding himself well up there yeah. and playing. And I think bringing back in January would definitely help out. But then here's a question. What's happened to Hayden Muller? Well, actually, funny you saying that. I was just thinking about that. I'm not actually sure. If he, yes, I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him in any sort of like, tra- he might've been in a few training photos the other day, I think. I think I saw him then, but no, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's it. You're very yeah, no, literally, I haven't heard anything about I him. I think I see something the other day about 
um, him going out on a twenty-eight day loan thing. Not sure if it was him or someone else, another another defender that we that we've got. I'm, I'm, it might be it might be Muller. Are, are we missing Wallace? Yeah, that's that's, that's an interesting that's an interesting point because I thought actually, funny enough, Murray Wallace is you know obviously we know how Murray Wallace won Player of the Year last year and he's been brilliant, hasn't he? He's always reliable. And here's one, you know, with with Hutch out, see how long he is out for whether Murray returns first. But if when Murray's back, would you play Murray next to Cooper? You know, two left footers. Is that would that work? Do you, uh, think? you need balance. You need balance. No, yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, no, I agree, yeah. Matt. Yeah, you need you need the right foot left foot combo in yeah. in that central midfield, and you know to have two left footers in there, that's it, it, it's 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 too imbalanced. I mean. I had, I had palpitations last week against West Brom when you had Callum Stiles on the right and Volga Samra on the left. I was like, what's going on? Like, where's the balance? So I was like, well, where's, well like, they were playing opposite feet. But no, central defensive pairing, you need to have the, the right on the right, the left on the left, in my, in my opinion anyway. And uh, um, you, but, you know what I was going to say? Yeah, right. You see Honeyman and Stiles, right? When they played together, I always thought they were a little bit of a force to be reckoned with. You know what I mean? Because they're both similar players and they're both of the same sort of age range. Do you know what I mean? They've both got that hunger. And it's like, all it is, when you bring someone like Bury on, it just, it brings that spark to the team. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, Bury's definitely an impact player without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, to be fair, I thought he should have scored today with that uh, little cutback and it was literally tricking over. I think the goalkeeper got up really quickly to make the save, but... But he he is an impact player, and and you have have that as you, in your armory with twenty minutes to go, thirty minutes to go is 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 it's a huge plus. But I don't know. I I, I I still think the jury's out on Honeyman for some reason. For me, the jury's still out on Honeyman. Um, and is it because I, he ain't getting enough gameplay though? Well. I look at what we have at the moment. I mean, Mitchell and Savile for me have been absolutely excellent. Well, they've been really good. They've been really good. Yeah. Now, I, I said last Saturday we missed we missed Savile, and I thought, oh, he'll come back in today, and he kept Shack Shackleton, and I was just like, oh, okay, interesting. But then not to bring him on, which was I, I just, he, he's been in, like he's been one of our informed players. So it's it, it, I, I, I question I question that one big time. Stephen, I'll bring you back in on this question. With with um with you know, Zian Fleming obviously played played again today, and it's it's, it's frustrating. You can see his, his frustration towards the end of the game that you know he couldn't quite get got the ball enough, create them chances that he wants to. Do you think that Zian Fleming is you know when he gets on that ball, he, he does look so dangerous. We've got to try and find him a little bit more, haven't we, in these sort of games, so he can sort of try and open the game up a little bit more for us. Uh, yes. Um, the thing is. Uh, I, I, it bugs me, and I, there's been a lot of talk, obviously, with what happened last week. But Jed Wallace was another one. When Mill, when last year, when when Mill weren't playing very well or we were struggling in games, Jed Wallace was the one that they'd look for. Um, they're not, they're different players. I'm not comparing the two, but Fleming just we don't seem to be trying to use him in these games. It's it's almost as if. Um, I think the, the the two lads on the the um, Mill TV, um, Carl and uh, Max, were sort of saying, you know, he's frustrated, he's not getting on the ball, he's not doing this. But there's occasions where he just he's so he just he looks a little bit lost, and that's I don't think that's that's not me having a dig at Fleming. That's having a dig on how in in games like today he just seems. He just seems to be a, a, a lost, frustrated figure because we're not using his strengths. We're not giving him the ball to feet. We're not trying to get him on the edge of the box. Like the, uh, I don't know who it was posted a video at the start of the game and he's he's practicing his free kicks, um, which he does every game. But we don't get any. We we don't. We're not giving him an opportunity to do it in a game because we, we we're just not playing to his strengths. That's that. That seems. Yeah, I get that. That is a frustration. And but you know, going back to your point about you know, with Jed, where we used to try and find him, and then he come in the game, whereas maybe not so much Fleming. We're not. We're not looking for Fleming so much. Do you reckon that's that potentially could be a, a positive thing in the way that maybe the squad is stronger this year, and we don't have to sort of last year with Jed. Jed, you know, could come up with a, a moment of magic in a game, and you know, we'd look for him, and we'd hope that Jed would get on the ball. 
but maybe this year the players are more confident in each other's ability, their own ability, maybe. Sorry, Steve. So I, I agree absolutely with you, Kai. I think the fact of the matter is we relied too much on Jed. And this year, whilst Fleming has been brought in for you know big money and he's sort of seen as this kind of star man, we're not we're not just reliant on him, but and, and the 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 big but there is in games like today when you haven't got a spark and your options aren't working it didn't stick to Bradshaw Voggy couldn't really get in the game a Phoebe did couldn't get in the game when he come on that's when you might need to look at Fleming and they need to be trying to play to his strengths in other games like last week again it didn't do an awful lot but we we won the game again uh, Watford. Fleming was on the pitch and, and, you know, some nice touches, but it was other players taking responsibility and we won the game. But he's been brought in, not a replacement for Jed, but he's been brought in to be the maverick like Jed was. In games when you need him the most, you've got to be looking for him, in my opinion. No, absolutely. I absolutely agree with you, Aaron. One other thing is that, you know, obviously Huddersfield play a back five and... When teams tend to, when we used to play about five, uh, and we used to match up against teams, we tend to, we tend to, we used to struggle to sort of break down the black five. And at the time, I sort of put it down to the teams were matching up, and it was quite difficult to for players to get a bit bit of space. Now we've got a four, and obviously today we did struggle with with breaking down the back five. We have beaten teams in the back five since going to a four, so you know, is it, I'll, I'll take it as a one off sort of today. But do you think the Huddersfield maybe Huddersfield did defend well today, and they they just they cut out them spaces that we wanted to get into with the likes of Tyler Bury, Mason Bennett, and Fleming? Yeah, absolutely, Kai. I think that Huddersfield, to be honest, someone sent me a tweet. They said, how are they making us look like we're playing Bayern Munich? You know what I mean? Like, And they were. like their, their passing through the middle was just so much more, what's the word, controlled, you know? There was no urgency, no no panic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No panic about it. It was cool, calm, collective. And to be honest, they, they, they made us look like a second-class team today. Yeah, they really did. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was they, they seemed to have a. They seemed to have an answer, didn't they, to every question? But I'm going to bring um, Robert in if he's. He looks like he's connected um, to the thing. But while while waiting for him to connect, come in whenever you're. Whenever you're. Whenever you're connected, uh, Robert. That's that's fine. Jump in. But yeah, I, I agree with you, mate. I think they they looked like they had answers to every question we we threw at them today, and I think that's slightly different. To, you know, last last week against West Brom, but they did at the start. But as the game went on, we seemed to we seemed to grow into it and. And after that, we we wore them down, didn't we? And and eventually the it came it came through. But today we didn't quite do that. And despite the fact they're being bottom of the table, they you know when you're bottom of the table and you're down there, you got to fight. And they they did show fight today, Huddersfield, didn't they? And maybe that's where where they well we, that maybe they won it, didn't they? They they won them absolutely. Yeah, you got you can't take nothing away from them, Kaya. Do you know what I mean? Like no. they literally they did, and they battled their hearts out. And to be honest, they were the better team in the day. Yeah, definitely. I think they were. Yeah, well, we could have been. We could have probably quite easily been 2-0 down, couldn't we? 2-0, 3-0 down at half-time. They had a couple of good chances. George Long makes a really good save where if that if that goes anywhere else but straight at him, it's 2-0. Sorba Thomas hits the post. It was a bit of confusion whether he hit the post or hit, uh, George Long saved it. But still, again... He's a bit naughty, that, long, uh, that fella, isn't he? On the right. Yeah. yeah. Funny enough, we I don't know whether you guys remember this, but we, we played him a cup. We played him about a year and a half ago. He was playing for Boreham Wood at the time. Um, we played him in the cup. Uh, we beat him two 0 at their place during lockdown, and he looks he looked quite good that day. And you know he, he he's done well ever since going to Huddersfield. It's a it's a almost a bit of a non league success that one where they bring him in and you know you don't really know what to expect. But he's done really well at Huddersfield, and his his assists speak for themselves. So no fair play to him. He looked he looked good. Um, yeah, and I was, respect uh, there, him. There was a challenge on. I can't remember who it was. Uh, I think it was Fleming second half. Um, sort of looked like he'd gone down. The guy looks like he's almost stamped on he, on the back of his leg. Um, and the referee did. I think the referee pulled out a yellow card for it. Was that? Do you reckon that could have been shown a red card, or what? what was no, uh, it's it's a bit different because I don't believe that he actually intentionally stepped on it, but he did actually like step on it. Like it weren't intentional, so maybe the yellow card was warranted, but I don't think a a, a red in any way. No, it was a. You know, I mean, it's always hard. In games, you know, you know, you can't you can't blame the referee when you when you lose games, as we said before. And it's it's difficult for the referees to sort of control, especially when they're quite bitty, they're scruff, they're scrappy, especially when teams are down the bottom of the table, they're fighting for their lives. And 
and that's and that's the way it is, isn't it? They 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 try and win everything there, even when they you know when they want one new up, they're 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 wasting a little bit of time that sort of stuff. But do you think he could have controlled that a little bit better? Yeah, absolutely. He could have definitely. The the <laughs> the ref today was. We always complain about the ref choir, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's just a Millwall trait, you know what I mean? But a lot of the time it is warranted. Um, yeah. it, 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 I just find the game getting very scrappy, mate, and it's it's becoming quite annoying. It's becoming like a game of rugby where it's stop, start, stop, start, and then, what, you've got like eight minutes added on time. Like, what, what the fuck's all that about, mate? Like, and no, to that point, Kai, to that point, to that point, right, give me... Give me one sec, Clarky. Sorry, bruv. Right. To that point, do you remember when someone used to get injured, what did they used to do? Is that a Millwall player or is that a opposition? No, any player in any game. What did they used to do? They used to take them off the pitch, didn't they? Well, that's that 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 was what amazes me. When when the, I've seen it so many times at, at the den actually as well. When we're yeah. losing or drawing. I, I, Reading was a was a prime example when we lost what, one nil at the we lost at the den one nil to them earlier in the season. There was a Reading player just by the um just by the side of the pitch, literally centimeters away from the touchline, from the from the side <laughs> of the goal, from the from the edge of the pitch, and you're thinking, just roll him off and just and roll him do off. Do the treatment over there. Right. And, do, and do you know what? Why that was a good thing because when your play was injured and you took him off the pitch, pitch, guess what? You're down to ten men, aren't you? Yeah. So that player wants to get up as soon as he can to get back on the pitch. No, why are you letting a man roll around for fucking ten minutes? You know. Old and he's like, take him off the fucking pitch, mate. You yeah. know? Yeah. Sorry, I'll get an IRA. Right. And the thing, the thing is, that's where that additional time comes from. But Clark, you wanted to say something. Um, I'll mute yourself, mate. And yeah, say, say what you wanted to say. Yeah, I, I think the ref done done well with that eight minutes extra yes. added on because of the, the amount of fucking time wasting they did today. Um, even even to down to when their player near the dugouts, he ran on. And not even a yard, and then fell to the fucking floor again. Like so, the ref done well, I think, by adding on all them eight minutes. Not just, exactly. I think it was more with the with the like the towel situation and all that as well, because uh, because they were they were trying everything today. So yeah, a fair play to the, some of the refs' decisions today were awful, but fair play to them who had them eight minutes on, mate. No, no, definitely. Funny enough, actually, I was I think it was the first half. Gary out summed it up perfectly. There was a the camera sort of cut to Gary as the as the guy went to take the throw in and, and Gary's there just pointing at his watch, just li- literally looking at his watch, yeah, just like summing yeah, it up perfectly. That. And I said, yeah. I said um, to one of the guys I was watching it with, I said, um, I said, look, Gary's, Gary's fuming, but you know, he's, he's got a right, you know, it's, it's a difficult, it's difficult when the, when they're time wasting, it's so clear and obvious. Quiet, quiet. Their keeper did the same thing. Yeah. He was, yeah, he, was yeah. Take, he was taking a goal kick and he sat there and literally pointed to his watch as if to say, yeah, I'm time wasting. Yeah, well, that's there, the was, thing. there was a moment towards the end of the game as well, a few times where where Bennett was running up to him, and it, and then he he went the, he went to sort of take a kick, and then he stopped himself, and then he was moaning to the ref, and then I think at one point the ref went over to him and said like, "You need to fucking hurry up, mate! Like you're the one that's fucking time wasting as well." Do you know what I mean? So yeah, fair play to the ref, man. And and they're supposed to be cracking down on these rules, aren't they? Of time wasting, they said at the start of the season that. You know that won't be tolerated, but really, I haven't. I don't think I've seen much difference this season no. to any we other. You haven't seen any difference. No. Yeah. What about when they kick the ball away? What about when they throw a ball away? You know, yeah. like I, I, I think, think one of their players got booked for that towards the end of the game as well. I think. It, yeah, when, he, when he, did. He, it. he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but it's about, it's about bloody time, Clarky. Really, isn't it? You know what yeah, I mean? Like, it's, it's one of those where where's the sportsmanship gone? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's it's it's, it's what is frustrating is that yeah I think it'd be better for them if when the, when we went one 0 down they were time wasting as you say from from basically minute ten after they scored if the referee wants to control that and wants to stop that straight away he goes over there talks to them if they continue to do it they they book them as early on as fifteen minutes if necessary Bam, and that yeah, way that cuts that, that, cut, that yeah. cuts that out. That's that's what that's why I, I see I someone. That. I heard I heard someone. Sorry, say about. Um, I think it was you, Kai. Said about the, the referee at the Swansea game laughing with with the player afterwards. Yes. Did anyone see at the end of the game when he was uh, when he when he shook hands with Jordan Rhodes and he was and and he was laughing with him as well? Did anyone else see that, or was it just I, me? I, I didn't see that. I've walked out the room by that point. 
I just think sometimes, <laughs> I just think sometimes some some refs are just like because everyone's so fucking biased. But they don't, as as we say, no one likes us. We we don't care. But you know, some of the some of the refs we've had this season so far, not just this season, but other seasons, have been fucking awful. And I think the ref that we had against um, a few games, I think it was it the Watford game when he just. He wasn't really yeah, the Watford game, game when he didn't yeah. give nothing really. He was letting the game flow. It was like like what like like what you said about um, like rugby, like it's quick pace. They're trying to they're trying to knuckle down on that quite a lot now, but it it don't seem to be fucking working. Still, it, it's like we've gone forward and then all of a sudden we're going miles back again, back to to where it's been for God knows how long. It's, you know, it's it's fucking boring when you're seeing a stop, start, stop, start. You you, you lose the momentum regardless. It's, like, it's frustrating, isn't it? You yeah, know what I mean? Time, it's proper so. is. No, absolutely. And obviously Tom Bradshaw was booked in the first half. We're talking about time. We'll, we'll carry on a bit time wasting for a little bit. We, Tom Bradshaw was booked in the first half and we'll talk about the referee and he obviously booked for a for a foul. I mean, it was it was probably a bit harsher. Right. It could have been a yellow card. No, I think he deserved it. I think he deserved it. He, he, he done that on purpose because he, he didn't get the foul before that. When it, um, when the player dragged him down, he then decided to not the same player, but go after the other one and clatter him straight in the fucking back. So that's yeah, that's that's that. I think I, I think you're absolutely spot on. I think it was frustration from him. And, yeah, but that, that, that is because the ref. There were then so many times in that first half where Tom Bradshaw's just being pulled back, and even uh, actually he was he was almost through on goal. Actually, there was two defenders either side of him. Was a defender either side of him, sorry, and he's almost through, and the, the defenders are almost just holding him, just each so he can't get through. Yeah, is that the one where he got booked though? Uh, that was that was in the first half, but that was about five minutes before. That was um, ridiculous, wasn't it? Uh, that was it was silly, and and you you un, you can almost understand that sort of frustration from Bradshaw, can't you? Because of these fouls that aren't getting given to him, and then you know he makes one, and he, he gave a they gave a silly foul actually. Um, I'm not sure whether it was a foul or drop ball. It was all very confusing in the end. Um, Bradshaw won the header. And yeah. when he went up to jump for it, his arm hit him in the face. I mean, yes, technically it's a foul, but it, you know, it is, it's supposed to be contact sport, isn't it? So it's difficult to sort of, to sort of see that as a foul. But then again, we probably did. Well, Cresswell was, was booked in the second half of that sort of stuff as well, wasn't he? So, you know, we'll, we'll, try, we'll, we'll try and move on from the rest now and, and almost focus back on our performance. What did you make of the substitutions? That's, that's for everyone. Go on, Clarky. The one at the very end with a George Evans. What the yeah. fuck was that all about? Why did he go? Because George Evans is, is a defensive midfielder or at slash centre-back. And it kind of made me think, don't you dare go to a fucking defensive back five or whatever. Like, we're, we're, we're one nil down. We should be attacking them you know um, apart from that the other the other subs I think he made right especially with the Volgi one he, he, he was shit today like, he, he was crap I didn't think he'd done much um, Bury coming on we needed that pace but I think Bennett should have come on a lot earlier as well maybe the start of the second half I think we needed yeah. someone with a bit of pace to, to, to attack them Totally. Without without that, we just sat back again, you know, and we looked lost. So, yeah, apart apart from the George Evan ones, I think it was all right. No, definitely, definitely. I'll, I'm going to bring I'm going to bring Thomas in first. I'll I'll come to you just in just a second, Joe. Um, Thomas, once he once he connects, um, what was your what, what was your thoughts on the game? I'll be honest, I didn't watch it. It was on obviously Sky Sports News. I yeah. have something to say. My niece is at that game with her boyfriend. Um, yeah. and her boyfriend's Huddersfield fan. Don't think badly of me, but apparently uh, there's quite a lot of uh, our fans kicking off and doing stuff. My niece is there. If anybody knows any, sorry, Thomas, you've just gone a little bit. You've just gone. Um... I'll wait for Thomas to uh, to reconnect. But once while whilst he is, we'll go to Joe. Joe. Welcome. Good evening, mate. Um, what, was, oi, yeah, oi. what was your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, at half time, I was thinking, what the fuck is going on? Like, it's just so indifferent from the last sort of five five performances, isn't it? You know, and um, you've you got to kind of say, well, I, I guess we're due an off, an off day, a bad day. The office called it what you want. Second half, I think we, we got more involved. I think first half, they were more aggressive than us. They wanted it more than us. Physically, they were, they're big enough. I felt sorry for brothers up front because he was up against some, some big centre-halves and they kind of bullied him a little bit, um, which is probably the reason why he probably, you know, um, 
sort of fought back a little bit, you know, in any style of play. Yeah. Um, I think tactically, I think Rowett done well to stick with what, what he did, you know, and not change the formation. I was scared he's going to go back to a, a, back, a back three again and start going back to his old ways, but luckily he stood with it. Um, the substitutions you mentioned earlier, I think they, they're okay. I think they, they all kind of made an impact. Um, the, the the George Evan one was a bit of a surprise seeing Mitchell go off, but all I could think of was at that point, he wanted Cooper to push up front, didn't he? Yeah. And I think George Evans will give a bit, bit more defensive cover. He could slot in. You see it a couple of times when the ball went long and we lost the ball, George Evans will slot in alongside Cresswell at the back. So that was more of a tactical thing than anything else. Just give us a bit more sort of steel at the back in case we get uh, caught. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. I thought Styles Styles had a, had, a, had a fairly quiet game. I think he did better at left back. Didn't do much going forward, but he seemed much more comfortable at left back. Um, yeah, Voggy, yeah. Voggy, very very quiet. Um, Bennett, Bennett did a right. Um, I, I don't know about you, but I always feel Bennett's a lot more comfortable on that left side cutting in. The yeah. trouble is, we've got a player called Bury. The likes doing that as well, and you can't both play in the same position. So, I would love Bennett to start instead of Styles. Okay, Voggy on the right, and then maybe if he tires in the 60th minute, like he normally does, then bring Bury on for the last sort of half hour. Um, but apart from that, I think you know you can't be too hard on them. You know that they've put some really good performances in the last sort of five six games. Uh, we picked up some really valuable points. This is a little blimp in the road, isn't it? You know, hopefully. Yeah, we'll come back stronger against Birmingham next uh, next game next week. No, definitely, absolutely. And you know, you touched on Tyler Bury there. We'll, we'll talk about him for a minute. With Tyler, one thing I've been really impressed with Tyler Bury this season is last season when he, you know, when he when he used to come on in games, um, perhaps maybe wasn't as strong. Um, a little bit, he wasn't so strong on the ball. He got knocked off a bit too easily. But this season, he, he's sort of come back in. Come back to this season, he's you know he looks a lot stronger, doesn't he? On, on yeah. the ball, he's very much he's, he looks much more. Um, he's, he's, his strength on the ball and off the ball is a lot better. He's he's putting himself about a lot more, and that's I've been really impressed with that. With, with yeah, that. still still probably not strong enough. I don't know how you feel about that, but you're right. I think there's been some improvements there. I think he's definitely trying to apply himself a bit more on the, on the physical side of things, but yeah, perhaps not not quite enough uh, that's needed in the championship. But, um, yeah, our attacking players didn't really get much space today to sort of create much. I think Fleming um, had a very, very quiet game. I, I know he tried and he hustled a bus, but he couldn't really get going. Um, and, our, and our kind of attacking three, if you like, behind Bradshaw didn't really kind of make a difference for us, unfortunately. Um, I still feel we're missing Savile, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, OK, we've got the win against West Brom, but you just felt that something weren't quite right there in the midfield. I think when you've got Savile... And Mitchell together, they complement each other really, really well, and they and they they play very well together. And I think well, today it, it was telling. Um, a bit disappointing, Matt Lamara going forward again. We've seen it time and time again. In that final third, you just just can't seem to sort of deliver a cross or a ball in. I think after sort of three three attempts, I think Rao got the ump with him, uh, yeah. substituted him, didn't he? And moved Shackleton at uh, a right wing back or right back uh, instead, which probably was better. Um, but um, yeah. I wouldn't be too downhearted. I mean, yeah, it's a bit, a bit a blip of the roads. Um, I'm sure we'll come back strong. We've still got a decent squad. I think the confidence is still there. And um, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll come back to winning ways um, very, very soon. No, definitely. Thank you on the chin and move on. Absolutely. Uh, Phil, I'll bring you in. Um, what was your, what, what did you think of the game? And any, any thoughts um, to add? Yeah, I've got loads of thoughts, mate. I, uh, I'm just in the car on the way home from the game with Jack as it goes. So um, he's, uh, he's sitting next to me and, um, we were sitting, uh, we were chatting to Sab's dad after the game, and at half time, he was sitting by us. Um, so, yeah, it was quite interesting hearing his perspective as somebody who's scouted and uh, uh, done a lot in the game. Um, I think, first and foremost, it wouldn't have mattered what Rowett did, didn't do, whether the towel should have been there, shouldn't have been there, when probably nine of your 11 are 50% below par, you're not going to win too many games in the championship where anyone can beat anyone. Yeah, and uh, we just we never really got out of the traps to be honest. First half, all over us, um, caused us a lot of problems. And when we did get the ball, our passing and distribution was really poor. I mean, you know, Callum Styles, I think probably nine passes on the trot, he gave it away. Uh, Scott Malone was troubled a lot by that Zorba Thomas down there right hand side. Um, I don't know if that's maybe why they took him off, or perhaps he was. Um, 
you know, his stats were showing that he was uh, struggling a bit for for pace or whatever. But um, personally, I would have taken Styles off. I thought he had a really poor game generally. Never, he didn't affect the game in a positive way in any regard. So to to leave him on the pitch and leave your best midfielder on the bench for 90 minutes, and we've walked out and Sab's doing 20 minutes of sprints after the game, not having got on the pitch, I find that really odd. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, no, sorry, Joel. Yeah. Sorry, Kai, if you don't mind, yeah? Go for With uh, Malone, I thought he was the only one that actually, instead of heading the ball, yeah, actually chested it, controlled it. Do you see what I'm saying? He was literally the only one that I see on that pitch that day that actually knew what controlling the ball was all about. He didn't have a great full-time sort of thing, but... He actually knew what that control was all about, rather than just hit it, hit it, or hope. I think you're probably Am I right. making sense. I, I think he didn't have a lot of cover. I think he was left one on one with Zuba Thomas a lot, and there was a lot of space on that right hand side. Uh, and as I say, it's difficult when you're at the game and you're watching lots of different things to, you know, to follow one particular player or whatever. But you know, just all round the pitch, Cresswell really didn't show enough today to tell you that he's the answer to Hutch being out. Um, you know, hopefully that can change. But, um, you know, as I say, uh, the 17 um, styles just didn't do enough. And then when a phobie came on, he just didn't really offer us anything. You know, he, he, there were a lot of... Is it is it because he didn't offer us anything or he weren't getting the opportunity? Well, to, to be honest, sorry, mate, I don't know, I don't know who... That is incredibly long, and we played about five. Just one two, and he wasn't interested. But it was one of those where Phoebe probably thinking, "I've come all this way. I got 15 minutes, 20 minutes at the end of the game." And he, you know, I don't think he put enough of a shift in really. Mason, Mason's got to be on so much earlier. When it, you know, it's pretty obvious he is a catalyst for everything that we do that's good. Phil, Phil, it's Joe here. How you doing, mate? Yes. You're right. Um, yeah, well, just Joe. from your yeah, just from your perspective. I mean, it's very difficult. See, I I, mean, I, I watched it on uh, on iPhone today. Uh, having watched it live, do you did you feel there was enough fight there amongst the, the, the squad, the team? Was there that the belief still there? Were they up for it, or did they look a bit flat or or off the boil? What, what was your uh, impression on that? I don't want to be too I don't want to be too critical because I think as I put on Twitter, when you win four on the bounce, you're going to lose eventually. It's just typical Mirwall to do it here against the team mm. at the bottom. Do you know what I mean? Um, uh, there's a, we, we just seem to be sec, not even second to every ball a lot of the time. We were third or fourth. And I, it's hard to pinpoint whether that was a lack of drive, motivation and energy or whether that was just they were better than us. I, I couldn't, you know, mm. I guess the players would need to answer that. To me, I thought our intensity was down in the first half, first 15, 20 minutes of the second half. It was definitely there. And then we got in this silly problem with the towels. You know, Zian took ages yeah. over throw-ins, moaning at the ref. And, you know, look, I'll be honest with you. Their ball boys were taking our towels and giving it to the fans who were running away in the stands with them. Yeah. Now, whether people, whether people think I'm bitching and moaning about that, that isn't right. But well, nice. it's a bit pathetic, really, isn't it? You know what yeah, I mean? But it is. But Fleming should have just got on and taken the throw. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And thrown it long and let, you know, let the you know, you know, like the manager feel. deal with that. Yeah, you know, it was like it was, it was very, very similar to the sort of thing we would do at the den, wouldn't we? You know, and and yeah, we've got no problem with that. But it, you just get on with the game. Yeah, but what the point I was making at that point, you're right. I agree with you at that point where Fleming was kind of like still calling for the towel. The fans were laughing. They're, they're all getting geared up and getting all, you know, getting happy. And it got a bit noisy at that point. It's almost like it was become a bit of a pantomime then, you know. And we see what it was like last week against West Brom when the fans turn up the volume a little bit. It gives the, the players an extra bit of. Uh, extra 10%. And maybe that was a distraction, Joe. It was a massive distraction. Because at Mm. those particular moments, they were the times when we had a bit of drive and intensity. And in the end, we got got eight added minutes at the end, which was fine. But I think by then, the belief had gone. Whereas if we'd have just got on with those throw-ins, and there was two or three throw-ins where he obviously was sulking, and he just took a short throw-in rather than just yeah, where the setup was. Cooper's in you the should, box. You should, you should have carried on. That. Well, that's it. Because at that point, you're, you're, you're letting them win, aren't you? You're, you're then, you're then yes. stopping your, your, your tactic of the long throw because they've won. 
you know, and you're yeah, right, exactly there's really carried yeah. on. It's, yeah. it's literally because they're egging you on, you won't do it, sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Where it shouldn't be that, you know, where the the whole towel thing is a bit of a joke. But I understand what you were saying, Joe, like the other week, where is it? The ball boy uh, wouldn't give the ball back to one of their players because it had to go back to our keeper. Yeah, it's a bit of banter, isn't it? Of course, it's a bit of banter. But when it actually ruins the game, it starts to ruin the game a bit, you know? Uh, towel game. What the hell was all that about, mate? <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. It, it definitely stopped our flow, though, didn't it? At that point, you know, something sort of went, went, went off then, didn't it? The light went off, unfortunately, at that point, which seemed a bit ridiculous, but it did. And I agree with Phil's point there. We should have just carried on as we were. You know, towel or no towel, just get that ball in the box and, and, and cause, cause them havoc. Cause it's, it was causing them a problem. They didn't like it, did they? These long throws getting in there, you know? No, definitely. That's, that's why they were they're taking the towels away, weren't they? they? You know, they could see that. But if we're going to wrap, uh, wrap, uh, wrap things up in just a few minutes... Before we do, let's. I want to go to Stephen just for any final thoughts, mate. Um, I think uh, what Phil had just said about um, we'd won four in a row, and I think whilst the expectancy levels have gone through the roof, I think we all know that deep down that we're going to lose a game at some point. Um, typical to be at a team at the bottom of the league. I would like to think, though, moving forward, having listened to all the opinions and what people said. We've got, we've just got to play our game. We'll have, all we can do is play our game. If opposition supporters or opposition <clears throat> ball boys, staff, whatever, if they want, they can do whatever they like. It doesn't change. You know, if teams want to go down and time waste, it's frustrating. We've got to concentrate on our own thing. I think it did deflect from um, Fleming in the second half, and it did disrupt us when it it didn't. We we shouldn't have let it. But hopefully, it's just a blip. Um, you know move on to Birmingham, I think it's Wednesday, I believe, um, and hopefully um, get Savile. And again, what a few people said, George Savile, in my opinion, is our best player. When Savile plays and Savile plays well, Mill will win games of football. He's got to be back on Wednesday. <clears throat> uh, I agree, man. I agree. Well, as you say, Wednesday against Birmingham, we will be doing a space after, I believe. So make sure to tune in for that as well. And hopefully it'll be three points and back to winning ways. Um, as we as we uh, take on Birmingham at St Andrews, but thank you very much for joining us, guys. Thank you very much to everyone that, that spoke. It was a really good, really good debate, good conversation, and yeah, frustrating, frustrating uh, loss today. But hopefully, as I said, three points would on um, Wednesday will be will be lovely. Thank you very much, guys, and our um, and we'll be back on on Wednesday. Have a good evening, have a good Saturday evening, and we'll be back Wednesday. Thank you very much, guys. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.